Yeah, it's cash. DJ Deuce McGuire, this hot as a log fire Spark the lighter in the 303, we wrestle at the quarry Golden Colorado, Mercury Pro Wrestling Academy Elevated Wrestling, yeah Hashtag follow if you know the motto Can't stop now, got the need for speed Combustion and concussion, championships in my vision I put the key in the ignition Such an easy decision, I got a hustler's ambition Wrestling at its best, welcome to the show I put on for Rocky Mountain Pro, let's go! RMP Radio is on the air. Hi, I am your host, Mr. Fourth Row, and uh, joining me uh, once again here on uh, RMP Radio, I have uh, Mercury Matt Yaden. Mercury Matt Yaden, how are you doing? I am great. How are you doing, Artie? I am doing just fine. I am hoping that uh, the uh, winter weather is going to dissipate and we're going to finally get into spring here in Colorado. What do you, bud, what do you think? Yeah, I think we're coming out of it. It's uh, about 41 today. Sun's out, though. I don't really mind when it's cold, even into the you know teens, uh, when the sun's out. It just doesn't quite affect you as much uh, uh, yeah. when, when you got some sun beating down on you. But I, I'm okay with the cold, uh, and and I, I don't I don't hate the snow. Uh, I don't mind it. I'd prefer not to have it around. I've had enough of it, I think. And, and when I say that, though, I, I'm from Ohio, so yeah. Compared to that snow, it's really never bad, and <laughs> it's never around long. So yeah. I'm with you, however. I, I would like to get into spring. It's, I don't know. It's the time between spring and fall is my favorite seasons out here. So Yeah, and then you, you like me, are a big baseball fan, so spring right. is uh, hopes eternal. We're just, uh, you know, it's like, come on, it's uh, it's uh, it's February. It's spring training in March. Now, uh, right. a- now April, let's, uh, let's play ball. You know what? That might that's actually a good point. So maybe I would I, spring would win uh, as far as my favorite only because baseball's just starting and there's still hope for the Rockies. Normally <laughs> by fall, uh, there's the all hope has been gone since July. So so the so spring edges it out a little bit. Right. Yeah. So true. All right. So uh, hey, so a couple t- uh, things we can uh, talk about. I talked about a few uh, with uh, about this uh, from a few uh, the people from uh, Rocky Mountain Pro. Uh, the most recent uh, Pepsi Center outing uh, just came out fantastic. Uh, How did it go for you personally? It was it was a, a huge uh, achievement company wide. Uh, so you know, if we boil it down to me personally, I would say the same thing. Yeah. A big personal achievement for me, but the amount of people that it took to make that happen uh, as well as it did. I mean, all of us, I think all of us would say it was a, it was a, a personal high in our, in definitely our wrestling careers, but our, our lives, like that's a cool thing to be able to, to say you've done and talking to, talking to the talent and, and the producers, you know, with Stevie and JT and Chris and all, and Kelly and like all the guys kind of behind the scenes, uh, that kind of explained what going out onto that turf, setting that thing up, looking up to see 6,000-plus filing into the stands there. Uh, it, it was a pretty surreal experience for everybody. Uh, I have to say the number one uh, thing I've done in pro wrestling still thus far uh, has to be that Make-A-Wish we did at Mountain Vista High School. I mean, that was something that uh, will be really, really hard to top. It was, it was the first Make-A-Wish we ever got to grant. But the Pepsi Center's right there with it because we were also able to grant another Make-A-Wish to a three-and-a-half-year-old young man uh, whose dream was to get in a wrestling ring, and Gregory Iron was able to do that. And the story of Gregory Iron at Pepsi Center and getting into pro wrestling and what he said that meant to me was probably the, 
the coolest thing of the night was 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 Greg explaining that uh, what it meant to him being able to not just wrestle at the Pepsi Center uh, in an environment like that, but being able to grant that make a wish to that young man. So all in all, it was it was definitely a, a, a high for all of us, and it was a an incredible night and one of the best in my 19 years so far doing this. Yeah, and I was gonna, I was gonna ask you about that. I mean, how was that? Uh, you know, great ambassador uh, Gregory Iron um, to uh, be the the ambassador. You know, uh, to uh, do that for the Make a Wish uh, Foundation. You know, with uh, his wrestling career and what he's uh, his trial and tribulations for, you know, for his professional wrestling career. And um, I believe he's a, a Ohio guy, Ohio guy, Midwest uh, guy like yourself. So there's right. that great connection, um, as as well as you know, uh, the, you know the great involvement of the Mammoth too at the Pepsi Center this time around. Uh, you know, as as you know, getting even getting into the ring, the uh, Wooly and the Mammoth players escorting him and everything. I mean, it just was a, it was just a fantastic night all around. I believe so, and and the reason that we had such success there and so many people stayed to to watch the wrestling was because the Colorado Mammoth gave us their full support. And they, they, they let us know that they appreciated us being there. They treated us very well, and, and they took care of us, and they promoted it very hard. And the first time we did it, it's the second time we worked with the Mammoth to wrestle on the turf at the Pepsi Center. The first time was another great experience, and, and we, were, we were honored to be there, and it was a huge night for all of us. The, the struggle was is we didn't get – any promotion during the game so except for us having the table and having guys out there uh in in their gear kind of pushing that there was going to be pro wrestling after the show it was tough to reach you know 12 13,000 people uh just by foot where we didn't get any promotion into the arena itself so we probably had uh i think about eight to nine hundred that stayed the first time but then it took so long for us to get the the ring uh, set up. They had to do the autograph signing on the field, and that took about a half hour. And then I, I had to wait to pull the ring in or to back the ring in until the visiting team's bus left. So there was just a lot of logistical stuff that we hadn't worked out yet that first go-round. Yeah. We lost half that crowd by the time we got the ring up and were able to go uh, wrestle. However, we did well, and it was still a great experience, and – the, the team impressed the mammoth, you know, our team, uh, and then the crew. So that led to us talking about doing it again, this time making a themed night out of it, which is what they did. And if you, you were there, yeah. um, you know, the, the whole night they were playing pro wrestling themes between, uh, between periods and after goals and, 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 you know, penalties, things like that. They gave it the whole theme and then they played us on Pepsi vision throughout the night to let people know, hey, there's going to be pro wrestling on the field after this, and you saw the monumental difference in in, in the turnout for that. So it, we were very, very blessed and, and, and humbled that the Mammoth took that much effort into promoting us, and I'm very proud of, of all the talent, all the producers, and everybody on the Rocky Mountain Pro side that showed them that their trust was placed well, and, and they went out and delivered, and I think the ring went up in 15 minutes, went down in about 15 minutes. The production team got the stuff up way faster than I would have ever expected them to be able to. Just all in all, 
Uh, it was an amazing effort. And then the Gregory Iron piece, again, just she talked about what a great ambassador, uh, not just in pro wrestling, but just in in, in hard work and, and what it's like when you really do set your sights on something and don't let your limitations stop you from achieving what you really want to achieve. So I, I could, I could obviously, as you can tell, I could talk <laughs> about this for the next couple hours. Like it was such yeah. a great experience for all of us. So Yeah, and I'm, I bet you're excited for the next time. Absolutely. I mean, there's there's talk you know, about doing this again, and, and and hopefully on our end, I'm hoping to make this at least an annual thing uh, with the Colorado Mammoth. And the funny thing is about that, and I said this to them when we first worked with them, when I was start when I started NRW uh, before it became Rocky Mountain Pro, uh, as, as we were moving along, and I was trying to kind of study minor league baseball and how they promote, how they do things, and mm. and I looked at the the Denver Outlaws and the Colorado Mammoth, you know, lacrosse, one's indoor, one's outdoor. And I, I had been to a Mammoth game, I think in 07, 08, somewhere around there. And I thought pro wrestling out here could be very similar to, like, indoor or outdoor lacrosse. You know, they're kind of, they've got their own rabid fan bases. And it's kind of a niche thing, but it's a niche thing that a you introduce people to it that don't understand what it is or haven't seen it, a lot of the times you can get them hooked and you'll create fans out of them. And I just thought, you know, the Mammoth have become such a staple here in, in Denver and in Colorado. By being an indoor lacrosse team, which I had never – I didn't know indoor lacrosse was a thing until I saw the Mammoth. So I went to a Mammoth game and, you know, the place is packed. And each time you go there, they've got, you know, I think – between eight and 15,000 people that show up to the mammoth games. We can do the same thing, I believe. And, and it, I looked for several years at the mammoth as kind of my example and kind of, how do I, how do I make it work like they have? And then it turns out I end up partnering with them anyway. So it's kind of cool. I, it means a lot to me personally that we've been able to broker this deal and build that bridge between us and a major sports franchise here in Denver. Right, yeah, and you know, you mentioned something I was going to uh, ask you about. You said something about uh, minor league baseball and how they do their promotions. They, um, they you know, in my opinion, minor league uh, teams do a lot of fantastic promotions because they have to. Uh, it's just, you know, it's a necessary thing to get people out to see the games, and, and they're unique. Uh, I don't know how many minor league uh, games you've gone to and, and seen those, but would you agree? Absolutely, and that's... It, my idea for minor league baseball just came in when I was still in college. I was going to Metro and some of the sports marketing classes that I would take minor league baseball was really kind of focused on heavily because they're so good at promotion and not just giving you a baseball game. They give you an experience. Right. And that's, that's the difference. I mean, and you're right. Cause they have to, like they really got to make it an experience for you to go out there and, you know, and, and major league baseball does that too. I mean, you go to a Rockies game, you know, they have the, they have the races and they have all the stuff up on the big screen and, and Excel energy and the sponsors kind of get involved to kind of keep you engaged. But there's just something about minor league baseball and the way that they have to promote that makes it special. And I think we, we can learn a lot from the way minor league baseball or really any minor league or semi-professional sport does it because you, your, your promotional tactics have to be different than the major sports, uh, organizations that kind of already have that foothold they already have that brand recognition they have the big names so i I learn a lot from looking at that and we still have a lot to do obviously uh to continue 
growing, but we're always on the lookout for these examples and these, these ideas that we can then put into the world of professional wrestling on the local level and, and blow this thing up to where we could be as well known as the mammoth are out here. Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I agree. I, I'd love to see that. All right. So, Hey, uh, another thing I'd like to talk to you about, uh, if, uh, people are not, uh, uh, familiar with the uh, uh, Colorado area, the Denver, Colorado area, and specifically uh, the Jefferson County area. Uh, one of the big things, uh, Rocky Mountain Pro is is um, headquartered. Uh, the quarry is in the Jefferson County uh, fairgrounds. And one of the right. hot topics that's happening uh, out there is that um, just basically a, a budget shortfall of uh, not knowing if the Jefferson County fairgrounds are going to be able to uh, stay open or what they're going to do and all that kind of stuff. How's that um, affecting you? And have you attended uh, some of the uh, public hearings and meetings they've had on that? So it does obviously affect us uh, to a great degree. Uh, we have been with the fairgrounds now for almost four years. It's a great home. Uh, you've been in the building so many times you can attest to what a great venue that is for what we do. And, you know, we, we don't want to lose that. We did a lot to it. We painted it. We put the flooring down. Like we, you saw it when it was just a livestock arena. And yeah. so we, we take pride in that place. And, and we feel like we're part of the fairgrounds, not just somebody that rents facilities from the fairgrounds. We're there every day of the week. Uh, twice a month we're there, whether it's with Rocky Mountain Pro or with Hugo's Lucha Libre uh, working there with us too. So once that was, was put out there and I, I saw the articles in the, in the news coverage, uh, I've had some talks and I've asked some questions and, and, you know, and I can only get so much information, but I did attend the public hearing on Monday of this week, which would have been, I believe, uh, to get the date, it's Monday, the 24th of February. Uh, I, I went and I sat and I listened and, and the fairground staff was there and I can't say enough good things about them and how supportive uh, they are of us as, as tenants there, but everybody, the, the Westerners and everyone that uses the facility, and every seat was full in that public hearing room. So the community really came out in support of keeping the fairgrounds, and they were allowing people to, you know, it was about three minutes or so you could go talk to the, com the county commissioners and, and explain to them why you think the fairgrounds shouldn't close. And you know, choke you up a little bit. Listen to a lot of this because the 4-H, 4-H there and the, and the Western Airs, uh, they they give so many opportunities in in the in the world of you know the equine community with horses and yeah. and, and, the, and then the livestock. It's an emergency uh, it's an emergency evacuation center for uh, for the animals, and we get do get a lot of those fires there uh, throughout the foothills. You know, conifer and and places like that. So sitting and listening to people explain the, the benefits and, and the necessity of the fairground, it was eye-opening for me of how much that facility really does do. And then a lot of children went up and spoke, hearing the parents and grandparents and aunts and uncles of, of, of kids that have benefited heavily from the Western Airs, uh, were very heavily represented, and kind of what this would do for them if they were to lose the facility, because that's not an easy thing to administrate and it's not an easy thing to do because you need a specific type of space and a specific amount of space and places to to keep the horses and it was it, it was it was pretty humbling and it, it was an emotional 
an emotional hearing, and a lot of people put everything out there. And I had the opportunity to speak to as a as a private business owner there. And basically what I was trying to get them to see was I'm one example of a, of, of a, someone from the private world that can come into the facility and help them regain some of the funds that it takes for them to, to operate the mm. fairgrounds. So, well, hopefully they, they, they took it. And we'll think about it. I mean, my look, my testimony was nowhere nearly as powerful as, as these as these parents and grandparents, aunts, uncles, like I was saying, and people that run the Western Airs. And it was it was great to hear, and it was it was great to see the communities still stick together and and, and will fight for what they what, what they believe in and what they think is best for their uh, community. So it was it was it was I was glad that I was able to be a part of it. Yeah, right. Yeah, and like you said, even though Rocky Mountain Pro has only been there for uh, a few years, uh, I mean, I would assume that you you believe that uh, you know Rocky Mountain Par- uh, Pro is uh, is part of that uh, Jefferson County uh, Fairgrounds uh, community. So you you probably have met some of these people that um, use the facilities as well. Yeah, we'll see see people uh, walking around, you know, and a lot of times it's just kind of a hi, how you doing? And yeah. Uh, but I see them there. The CSU extension is there. The, the Sparta Combat League has started doing their fights there uh, up at the, the, the larger arena every few months. So my part, my, you know, to, my, my plea to the commissioners was, hey, don't don't do this yet. Like, give it some time. I know they got budgets, and and I even told them I've never sat in your position, so I can't speak from that. But I can say, if you can, give it some time reach out, try to find more businesses uh, that would be willing to come rent some of the facilities on a more consistent basis. Because I know that there are plenty of people looking for office space uh, to do to do work. There's a lot of those rent an office for a day facilities out there uh, that people will rent an office for six, eight hours. You know, there's a lot of office space there on the fairgrounds that I think they could do stuff like that. Venues like mine, using our venue a little bit more. For, for some other things like there's a lot of options there and we do we feel like we're a part of the fairgrounds uh we work very closely with them and they treat us very well so yeah. we'll do our best to help help save the place right yeah it's yeah yeah and like you said it's uh nothing's uh nothing decided it's just something that's uh you know being looked at being publicized right. in in the news media and all that stuff like that. So I just thought I'd uh, uh, give a quick uh, uh, look at it for the for the listeners to you know see uh, how uh, it's uh, you know uh, being in the Rocky Mountain uh, Pro world of uh, you know how it's affecting you or what your guys' uh, thought process on all that is. Well, to rest assured that the entire fairgrounds, including us, won't go down without a fight. <laughs> if unfortunately, if it does come to them no longer operating and we have to leave, then we will. We will find another facility, and we will continue on with training and and, and live events, TV, and we will we will carry on no matter what happens. I just would prefer that we don't have to leave the fairgrounds because again, it's home. Like we feel feel we put a lot into that place, and we would like to stay there for the foreseeable future. Yeah, and and like I said, personally for me, it's it's where I pretty much have known you. I, I attended one event at. Uh, at uh, Nighthawk Brewery, and then the rest has been at the quarry. So yeah, yeah. old Nighthawk Brewery, which I don't think is around anymore either. I don't think they're still operating out of there. So. Yeah, yeah. 
All right. Well, okay. Well, so uh, last time uh, we uh, we talked, uh, uh, Rocky Mountain Pro was uh, a weekly uh, uh, taping schedule, and uh, the, that did uh, shift uh, with the beginning of the new year, new uh, TV format uh, going, uh, you know, two to three times a month now. Uh, how's that uh, change been uh, for you guys? Beneficial, I would assume? It's been... I, I guess it really depends on how you look, like where you're looking at the benefits. So beneficial, yes, in the in the amount of in the amount of kind of stress and work that the production team had to put into doing it every week, uh, and the amount of of stress and work that you know the talent once, especially at this level, once you go from a couple times a month, maybe two to three times a month, to guaranteed four because you're going weekly and then all the other shows there were there were months where we had we had a month where we had 12 shows last year in one month so just the insane amount of 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 workload and stress on everyone from production to talent uh was was tough now that being said everybody from production to talent improved immensely over the year of 2019 they were able to you know on the talent side they were working TV every week. They were getting reps in every week. They were learning how to how to market themselves every week, and they were getting a taste of what that what that entails when you're when you're doing it weekly and and when you're doing it for TV. And it's a totally different animal. So they got a lot of great experience. So in that regard, uh, it benefits us more to do it weekly. It's just you have to weigh the, the, the benefits versus the cost of trying uh, and not and i'm not just talking financial costs but i'm right. talking about uh emotional cost stress and just workload for people to do it at the level you're at so we decided we would back off and we ran almost 90 shows last year right so we backed off a little bit we went back to to, to a former format which was you, you're going to take two to three at a time from the quarry and golden and we're still airing them weekly, so you're still getting the weekly content out there. It's now a one-hour program instead of two. And there's benefits to that as far as when you're booking people. Uh, people maybe be, being able to take a little bit more time in training before they're out there trying to trying to compete in front of a live audience. It just gives us some more flexibility in how we, how, how we book talent, how we produce the show. Uh, so I guess it really just depends on where you're looking at. All in all, definitely more beneficial. I think we're going to have a better turnout to each show. We've seen that in the first couple of months right. uh, when you're doing it once a month from there. Uh, we are still running at Beerstadt Lager House, formerly known as the Rack House. We still tape those as well. So some of those matches you might see end up on the weekly airing of the television show. So we're trying to get smart about how we uh, maximize the facilities that we're at and the amount of times we're running without burning everybody out, I guess is the best way of putting it. Right. Yeah. I, yeah, I see that. And, uh, and the, the plan still is pretty much like at the, uh, end of the month, the, uh, the, uh, show at, uh, beer to be kind of like the, uh, the payoff kind of like, wow, supercharge was kind of, uh, for the end of the month. Originally. Yes. When oh. we were going weekly, but not now, because oh, okay. here's the thing. When you, when you have multiple tapings in one night now, say we tape we tape last Friday, right? Yeah, that's three weeks worth of TV. Well, you might end up with a you might end up with a beer stock lager house show 
that we were intending to be kind of your weekly supercharge, monthly supercharge, but it's going to fall in the middle of the weekly airing. Yeah. So it kind of throws everything off. Um, for the live audience, there's probably ways of doing it, but right now it just seems easier for us to leave Ra- – I'm going to say Rack House for a while. It was like when we changed RW to Rocky Mountain Pro. It took me a while. But when we're at Beer Style Lagerhouse, you – we get, it gives us some options. It gives us some matchups that we might not be able to get. It gives us an opportunity to tape yeah. a fourth week, uh, things like that. It gives us an opportunity to tape two at the quarry and two at the at beer stop. So it really just depends on um, on how we play this for maybe the next six months as to how we continue it. We're just trying to be smarter about how we're booking the TV show, how we're putting it out there, and uh, kind of how everything lines up. Right, like kind of how like how the calendar's falling too. Right, because you guys we got right. uh, you know in the in the near future we've got uh, Romero's to work in there a little bit too as well. Yeah, next month we're back to Romero's. We tried to keep the Romero shows the night after Rack House because we're already out of the quarry, so we already have you know some of the equipment out. Right. So you do the two the two um, um, shows. Traveling show, sorry, brain yeah. fart there. Yeah. The two traveling shows, uh, brewery shows, I guess, the way we can put it, do back to back nights. Doesn't always work out that way, but for the most part, we were able to able to make that happen. Right. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. All right. And then uh, just to maybe kind of refresh the uh, listeners, uh, the uh, uh, w- the shows have now uh, been uh, produced and are getting there out on. Uh, on Twitch and the other uh, venues, uh, so it's going out on Twitch on Sundays. Is that correct? So Sundays from three to five Mountain Time, you get two episodes. So from three to four, here you get the previous airing. So you know if we aired episodes two fifteen and two sixteen, say uh, last week, then this week you would get episode two sixteen first, and then two seventeen. So you get last week's episode. Huh. Three to four, and then from four to five, you get this week's episode, which is new. Um, you, all, you uh, followers and people that are just finding it on Twitch can watch that. If you, if you are a Twitch, however, uh, which is four ninety nine a month, or if you have an Amazon Prime account, you can link it to Twitch, and with Twitch Prime, you get it free. So you, you can you can subscribe to us for free each month. You got to renew it each month because it doesn't automatically renew. But if you do that. You get 100% commercial-free content, so you don't get the Twitch ads put in there. And you also can watch the television tapings live as they happen. So you can see all three episodes the night that they're taped if you're a subscriber on Twitch, plus have the live interaction with the commentary. And you get to see them you know, several weeks before everyone else gets to see the edited television version. So it's kind of cool, different ways to watch it. You also have to be a subscriber now to see the Beer Style Lagerhouse shows and any of the live wrestling. Uh, subscribers get that uh, before everyone else. Right. Yeah, fantastic. Yeah. All right. Great. That sounds uh, great. So, yeah, definitely everybody uh, do subscribe. Uh, if you have an Amazon Prime, you get it. Just make sure you get in there and, uh, you know, set your uh, subscription to Rocky Mountain Pro or, like you said, four ninety nine uh standalone, a la carte. Yeah, which is, I, I think, a good deal. And yeah. we're doing something different. And it's, uh, we're excited about it. And Twitch has been a, a great partner. 
and uh, they're they're giving us their support, and it's it's been fun. So you can also find the show on the Fight app, f i t e dot tv. You know that app yep. very well. Yep. <laughs> and uh, Impact Plus is still carrying charge. So if you have Impact Plus, you can also watch it there. And if you're out in the UK, uh, the Fight Network UK is still carrying charge as well. All right, great. All right, well, Matt, uh, that is, uh, I think, a great place to wrap it up. Uh, uh, but before I do let you go, um, plug your uh, social medias uh, personally and uh, Rocky Mountain Pro if they want to keep the update with uh, everything that's going on. Rocky Mountain Pro, uh, across Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, uh, is the same. It's uh, at the Rocky MTN Pro. So if you you know type it into the... The, the bar or on your computer, facebook.com slash the Rocky MTM Pro will take you right to the page and the Rocky MTM Pro on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, myself personally, uh, at Mercury Yaden across all platforms as well. So Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, it's at Mercury Yaden. And as far as the website goes for Rocky Mountain Pro, rmpwrestling.com. And that's where you can find information on training at the Rocky Mountain Pro Wrestling Academy, upcoming dates. If you go to the merch store, you can click on there, and we have our whole Amazon merch store there, so you can go get uh, tons of merchandise out there now, uh, tons of new designs, hoodies, and pop sockets, and uh, T-shirts, long sleeve, everything. So that's where you can find everything Rocky Mountain Pro. All right, awesome. All right, uh, once again, uh, Matt, I do appreciate you uh, coming on, and I'll be, uh, of course, uh, catching up with you in a few days. All right, I appreciate it, Artie. Thank you very much. Once again, a big thank you to Mercury Matt Yaden for coming on to RMP Radio once again and stepping up to the plate and uh, letting everybody know the uh, latest with uh, happening with uh, uh, Rocky Mountain Pro with the uh, new format, especially uh, with uh, Charged on uh, Twitch and uh, Fight TV, uh, Fight Network UK, and of course ImpactPlus.tv. All right. Well, uh, let's uh, reiterate some of the things uh, Matt already said, uh, but we do go ahead and talk about this at the end of every uh, RMP uh, radio edition. And uh, you want to get some uh, ma- uh, merchandise from your uh, favorite uh, Rocky Mountain Pro superstars, head over to the rmpwrestling.com website, click on the merchandise link, or in your Amazon search bar, uh, search for Rocky Mountain Pro. And you'll be able to find uh, many, many different choices. And, of course, you can find yourself a Tag Dude shirt if you really want one. Uh, I've seen quite a few actually out there on uh, social media. So they are a popular uh, shirt, uh, I must say. All right, upcoming events. Well, of course, we have one this Friday at the uh, Beerstadt Lager House, formerly known as the Rack House, and I agree with Matt. It's going to be taking a while for us to not say uh, Rack House and uh, n- not being a Rack House rowdy, but uh, it's a, a free event, of course. Uh, they just ask you to uh, turn that money around that you would have purchased uh, a ticket for and uh, spend some that money on refreshments, and while you're at it, pick up some uh, merchandise from your uh, wrestlers there at the merchandise table, the merchandise booth. And then uh, next week, Friday is going to be the next set of uh, charged tapings. Uh, so you want to get uh, tickets for that. Uh, purchase them in advance. Save yourself a little bit of money. Uh, just go to rmpwrestling.com. Click on the events link. And you'll be able to do that right there. 
like Matt said, you want to watch, uh, simple as going to twitch.tv slash Rocky Mountain Pro, and you'll be able to subscribe there, like I said, $4.99 a month. Or if you have an Amazon Prime membership, you do get one subscription uh, from there. Uh, uh, Amazon kind of owns uh, Prime. It's kind of part of their family. So uh, if you do not have a subscription, uh, we would love you to uh, go ahead and use your subscription to subscribe to Rocky Mountain Pro. It just helps things uh, get bigger and better for Rocky Mountain Pro. Uh, other than that, uh, of course, you can catch on Fight TV, your app, uh, through your phone, your tablet, Roku devices, and other de uh, devices. And then ImpactPlus.tv through the website or through the app. Uh, Fight Network UK as well. And also, I believe, on YouTube.com slash Rocky Mountain Pro. Want to follow us? Everything does stem from the website at RMPWrestling.com. And on the social medias. Facebook, Twitter, and the Instagram with all of the name of the Rocky MTN Pro. That once again, phonetically spelling out that for you, the Rocky Mike Tango November Pro. Well, I want to thank you all for listening to this edition of RMP Radio, where pro wrestling is elevated.